Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 FM KXNO. We welcome you to the program. Uh, Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you spending some of that uh, time here with us. Here's what's coming up today on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Tuesdays for recapping the NFL, and we will do just that with three of our four regional teams. Fingers crossed Paul Allen towards the end of the week on the Vikings. By the way, PA called his 400th game as the radio voice of the uh, Vikings this past Sunday night. Didn't go well. Well, it was okay for a while. It didn't end well. Uh, But uh, we're working on him later on in the week. But here's what we do have. We'll have Jeff Hughes on the Chicago Bears. They will be in action next Monday night against the Steelers. Bears, Steelers, MNF. Dave Sinekin will follow him in here. We haven't seen seen the Packers in, what, five days now since that, uh, uh, I don't know, improbable win against Arizona. I guess when you consider all the uh, weapons that Rodgers without, maybe you could call it improbable. Uh, Nick Athens on the Chiefs who won last night. I guess that's maybe the best thing you can say about them because, boy, there's something wrong with that team, I think. Uh, And then the 11 o'clock hour, looking forward to this. Matt Snyder, he's been a busy guy travel-wise. He was in Houston for games one and two, Atlanta for games three, four, and five. Back to Houston, game six of the World Series tonight. Matt Snyder joins us every Tuesday, Monday during the non-football portion of the baseball season. Uh, But Matt Snyder will be here. And then Matt Poston's on the Big 12 from Heartland College Sports. Football, uh, job openings, football, basketball, etc. with Matt Postens. Had a call before it went on the air. from a listener wanting to know when Iowa State plays their first home basketball game. Ah. They've moved on. Well, I got well, something that for you. Has. I got something for you. Our friends at Bet Rivers yes. have posted odds for every conference in America. All 31 yes. to win the regular season. Not only that, they have also Every posted. conference in America. You want to bet on the Southland? No, Go I don't. <laughs> Missouri Valley Basketball Conference, yes. You know what? That's an interesting one. It is. Uh, they also have posted for most Power 5 schools, and also, I guess, Big East, so Power 6, if you will, mm-hmm. the conference win totals for each team. So, Mr. Miller... I'm going to put you to the team for each team. I like it. So let's go local here. Before we get into it for a second, is 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 this because of the the field of 68 Mm -hmm. and Bet Rivers are joined at the hip in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I wonder, did they have any input because these are really good basketball minds? I'm sure that is a part of it. Doster and Goodman and company. Well, and you know our buddy Troy Macker with Bet Rivers. He is a huge college basketball guy. Him and Rob Doster started together. Many moons ago, a college basketball website. So those that's two together. The tie, those two. That's where the tie comes from. Those two that. guys together. Yeah. And college basketball is a big, big part of obviously what they do. Sure. So uh, these are numbers. Football, we're used to seeing these kind of things. Yeah. Basketball, I remember a smattering mm-hmm. of them last year. I'm guessing the limits are pretty low. Probably. But Lo- still. Right. You want to make a cha- take a buck? You, right. you can certainly do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me bring up these numbers because I want to have them in front of me and make sure. And this is the... Overnight, maybe nothing yeah. changed as well. You want to start with odds to win the conferences? 
Um, or do you want to see these over-unders for Iowa State? I want to see the over-unders for Iowa State. And then I do want to get the Valley in there. Because mm-hmm. did they go... Who do you like? You like Mo State a lot, right? I like Mo State a lot. Uh, and, of course, Drake is uh, is picked. And, and you and I is right there. It seems like it's those three. Uh, just, those four with Loyola, too. Oh, Loyola, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, all right, go ahead. Where do you want to start? Let's start the Big 12 or the Big 10? Let's go Big 10 first. I got the... Hawkeyes over/under win total again. This is just, just conference. conference games. Last year they were fourteen and six. Mm-hmm. This year, the over/under total, boy, it's nine, nine and a half, eight and a half, maybe. Do, is there? Do all of them have a hook? Pretty much. Okay, yes. they got to have a hook. I, there's nothing worse than you go through a whole season and you're nine, and that's where you finish. You get your money back. Get your money back. Thanks. All that, and it's all, you give me my money. I will go eight and a half. Eight and a half is the guess from Ken Miller, and you're exactly right. How about that? Eight and a half conference win total for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And if they hit the over, I think that's a pretty good year. Hell yes, Trent. Absolutely. Even at nine and 11 in this mm-hmm. Big Ten, it's pretty good out mm-hmm. of this squad. Let's go to Iowa State. Well, before you do, mm-hmm. what's the uh, what's the highest total in the conference? Do you have that? I don't. They're okay. listed all individually, gotcha. so I'd have to okay. click through everything. So Iowa State, who was over? Yeah, I was going to remind people they're still pissed <laughs> off about West Virginia. Um, they were zero and eighteen. Their total this year is uh, it's. Four and a half to five and a half, somewhere in that range. I'm going to be up. No, I'm not. Four and a half. You're you're a little high. Am I really? It's two and a half. Jesus. And I fired at the, this. Was the only thing I fired at when I was scrolling through these yeah. last night. Two and a half. That's seen. Yeah, that doesn't. They're seem getting right. three. I got to think wins, so. Yes. Right? Look. Yes. Yes. They have to. The fan base will help them to one, one and a half, two, something like that alone, I would think. And the building will be alive again. That's what I mean. He got a new regime, mm-hmm. and he got the excitement of that. And even if they're not great, they got some dudes that'll play defense. They're going to be better than three and fi- two and sixteen in the league for you to lose that bet. Yeah, they're going to be better than that. They're going to be better. They're, they're going to be. Look, it's a really good conference again. Yep. Um, but K State's not going to be very good. Right. And TCU's not going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they split there, there's two. Right. <laughs> you know, win, win one, you're air quote, not supposed to. Can you beat Oklahoma or Texas Tech at home? You would hope so. Yeah, you absolutely yeah. would. I like, like that, that one a lot. So this is at Bet Rivers. This is at Bet Rivers. Mm. Odds to win the Big 12. Kansas, the favorite, plus 125. Texas, a second choice, plus 155. Where's Baylor? They and West Virginia, third, at plus 750. 15 huh. to 2 for both of them, followed by Oklahoma State. In yep. the Big 10, your favorite is. Uh, it's Purdue. It is. Let me scroll through here. It's still Michigan. Is it really two to one for Michigan? Purdue right behind them at three to one, followed by Ohio State, Illinois, Michigan State, Maryland. What at kind of price you get on Illinois? Illinois, you can get at seven to one. It's not bad. I may be where if you're looking for price shopper. I already uh, bet them on a future market. Did to you win it all? And maybe a little bit of a stretch there, but pretty good price. I think I got them at forty-five to one. <laughs> Yeah, Isn't this great that, that this is yes. this is legal in our state? You don't have to sneak out in the back alley and meet your guy or <laughs> right. go offline and hope you're going to get your money. You think I was going to shock the world? You could get them at a pretty price this year, forty to, to win one. it all, to or win to win the, the conference, to win the regular season, 
forty to one to win the Big Ten mm. this year, something they haven't done since nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, I thought maybe that was going to change last year, but alas, you want to go even higher than that? You can get the Iowa State Cyclones two hundred and fifty to one. So I was going to say two bills, but it's two hundred and fifty one. Two wow. fifty to one. Well, TJ, you've got an uphill climb, but um, you know, just just head down that start heading down that path and finish up with the Missouri Valley Conference. Loyola. A big favorite here. Are they really? Minus 182. Minus. Porter Moser isn't there. No, he's not. Kretwig's not he's there. He's gone. I'm not what's betting. Dr- what's Drake? Drake's the second choice, two to one. Uh huh. You and I, three to one or most state? Both most state and you and I have the same odds. Plus 350. Got to go higher. 450. Way higher. Jeez. 10 to one for both of them. Going to take a little stab at both of those. Missouri yeah. State and you and I, both 10 to one. Followed by SIU is the fifth choice in that one. But it's just weird seeing Drake as the second choice. Yeah. I mean, Realm, years, yeah. Ready or not, basketball, college basketball season is upon us. Uh, there's a couple of – who did I see tweet? I think it was Goodman. Um, is the Madison Square Garden event the, next week? A oh, week the Champions t- Classic yeah, this year? A week from tonight? There's huge. Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, mm-hmm. and and one other school are going to participate isn't that the, is that the United it's Kansas, Kentucky, or Michigan United State, State, and Duke? And Duke. There they you move are. it around, though. Right, okay. So this year it's at MSG. Okay. Well, pretty good. Yes. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's It was, it was great last year. Uh, well, not names, but. We'll game see. one was Kansas, uh, will be Kansas, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. And then game two will be Kentucky, Duke, and the Swang song for Coach K. So I'm guessing Shulman and Billis. Sounds right. In attendance for that? And also that night, you get a 9 o'clock tip-off with the Hawkeyes on BTN <sighs> against something called Longwood. And they that's part of a double dip. I think the ladies oh, play okay. first, Makes I sense. believe. And it's also TV since it's on regular Big Ten Oh, that's Network. pretty good. Yeah. One of the few times, because there's five of their games that'll be on BTN Plus, mm-hmm. which is a separate subscription from BTN. Mm-hmm. Always fun when we yeah. get into basketball. You know, trans, it's, um, it's funny. I bitch and moan, right? Yeah. A lot of things. Uh, one of them is technology and the fact, gosh darn it, why isn't on my TV and I'm sick of this. ESPN Plus starting to catch on at the Miller House. It I'm, is. It's starting to be, um, yeah, I'm starting to be more of a fan of it than I, than I thought that I would be. I mean, everything's there. It is. It's, you got a lot of hockey there. Got a lot of hockey. A lot of college football this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Iowa State game was there, but so was the Iowa game. Iowa game was up on that. I guess all the ESPN mm-hmm. um, games that are being shown on TV, you can also get them at ESPN Plus on if you right. can't be in front of your TV. So there's something to be said for that. Uh, I'm coming around a You're coming bit. around. I yeah, like I'm that. still not the best. I mean, it's still not a perfect world, but uh, it's not bad. All right, let's do this from last night real quick. Uh, just the, Where are you on this Chiefs team who are now, I, th- I think I saw... Three and fifteen covering in their last eighteen. Oh, really? I mean, this is this is a bet against um, take the points with confidence bunch. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with this team? Is it Patrick Ma- Trent? He's not accurate. Is he? I mean, he still he still wows you. Yes, absolutely. There's but, still those moments, right? But there's not enough of them, or seemingly as many of them as there have been in the past. He just seems so careless at times out there, and I know that's been a piece of him, and. Uh, You struggle with a guy like that, that is just so incredibly talented, that makes plays that we've literally never seen before in the NFL. And you don't want to take that away from him because it's what made him an MVP and a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. champion. And he had a couple of those moments last night, those sidearm passes, Mm -hmm. under arms. But he just doesn't look like the same quarterback. As they're driving late in the game for the field goal and the ball came loose and they got it back. But 
just those those moments where protect the football. Yeah. There's one thing you have to do at that spot. You're going to kick a field goal. You're going to move the ball. Mm-hmm. Protect the ball. Right. He doesn't do it. No. Um, and then they, you know, they get help. The Giants just they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Uh, late in the football game, although it wasn't a face mask on Kelsey, that was not a face no. mask. No. Ball, the hand never touched his face mask. Of course, you can't fix that, or you, maybe you could fix that, but there, it's it's not in the rules at this point. There's something wrong with them. Just real quick on this, because as I'm a Bronco fan, I, and I know I'm not the only one in the audience, where where's Von Miller in the pantheon of Bronco f- lore? Oh, you know better than me. I have no idea. I mean, it's Elway. And then, right? Mm-hmm. There's no dispute who number one. I think Von Miller's the second most important Bronco in history. See, I wouldn't even, he probably wouldn't even be in my top 10 of guys that I think of. Yeah, it's got, I mean, he has to be. Carl Mecklenburg? Well, he was a great player, not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Maybe he should be. Yeah. He's in the ring of fame. But Carl Mecklenburg was a hell of a player. Vance Johnson? No. No. I mean, I, I just, I guess my mind guess, doesn't go there with Von Miller. Yeah, to me it does. The third one maybe Terrell Davis? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good one. But that's way Shannon down. Sharp. Shannon Sharp had a I mean, Hall of Famer, but he split time between the uh, Denver and and the Ravens. I think Von Miller is the second most important Bronco in in their in their history. Um, and, and clearly, there's no one that would argue that no, 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 he's number one because number one, at least the player, Elway, that's the answer. But Von Miller, man. Uh, and, and good for the Rams for going for it. This is a trade. You hate to say You want to have an opinion, right? Well, who won the trade? This is good for both teams. Von Miller gets an opportunity to go to the Rams and join Ramsey and Donald. And good luck, NFC, trying to get through L.A. Um, you've got that. And then the Broncos get a two and a three. And it's all about the rebuild for this franchise, I think. Because it has not worked, whatever quarterback they've brought in. And I'm a Teddy Bridgewater fan of his story you know it's hard not to root for bridgewater coming back where he came back from when there was a lot of thought that he was going to lose a limb for crying out loud and getting back on the field but if you don't have a quarterback in whatever level of football you have very little chance and they don't and they've got some skilled guys there but i don't know so the uh, two teams that we'll be talking about here in our next segment play this week they do chiefs packers yep just had a caller Mm-hmm. How in God's name is Kansas City favored in this football game? I thought the line moved. It did, but it opened two and a half or three, depending on the shop yesterday. Right. That the Chiefs were favored. Uh, you know what? I can't wrap my mind around it. I, I, I just can't, can't either. I, I can't either. <laughs> because we know home field doesn't matter anymore in the right. NFL. It just doesn't. Right. You, you talk to any odds maker at mm-hmm. best. At best, the best home field advantages in football in Kansas Trent, City the home, is one. The, the dog is way over five hundred this year on the road. Right? Yeah. Uh, Green Bay's favored. Green Bay's favored. Green Bay's now. favored now at Circa. It's a pickle. They opened at two and a half. Yeah. Frank Schwab wrote a piece today at Yahoo Sports. Road teams are above five hundred. Road teams. Road teams in the NFL are winning more games than they're losing. I heard yesterday Chris Andrews from the South Point. Mm-hmm. Say he has two teams now that get two points for home field advantage. Two mm-hmm. in the NFL. Not right. three, the old ad. Which was three. always right, standard. Two, and that's the highest he gives. And Arrowhead. one of them's got to be Arrowhead, and the other one's got to be Lambo? Seattle. Oh, Seattle, of course. Yeah, Seattle's that's legit. Those are the two uh-huh. that he gives two points mm-hmm. for home field advantage. And there's a couple of ones, right? And Kenny yeah. White told us that a couple of weeks ago yep. when we asked him that. So the two biggest home field advantages are Seattle. Yeah. Okay. And he said, I remember a few weeks ago, he mentioned that 
at that time, I think 10 teams had no home field advantage. Not even a half mm-hmm. point, not a point, nothing. I think it was 10. And I think he mentioned maybe that number's up to a dozen now. He just doesn't mm-hmm. even put home field advantage in. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Isn't that wild? It really is. By the way, Circus Sports uh, is um, going to be all over Wellman's this weekend. Yes. Uh, they are going to throw a little bash and uh, have some goodies down there if you're in West Des Moines or if you're out and about, you got nothing to do. So here's what we know the schedule is. So the Fanatics will be there on Thursday night mm-hmm. doing their show. You and I will be there on Friday, 10 to noon. Murph and Andy will be there on Friday, 1 to 3. Um, sound off on Saturday is going to be. They're not going to be on the air. They're just going to be mingling mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with Travis and with Ross uh, before the game starts, which is a six thirty kick. So I'd assume they'll stay down there till six o'clock or no, not certain, but be there. And John Miller's actually coming to town. Oh, really? So and John's going to be doing I don't know a live bit mm-hmm. um, from Hawkeye Podcast. Uh, representing Circa on Saturday during the game. During the game, so he'll mm-hmm. be out there. I'm going to be there Saturday morning, a couple of call-ins. I'll be doing Saturday morning. Also Thursday night when everybody starts to get to town from Circa. Going to be out there, going to do a, a live podcast, so stop on by. You want to talk some gambling? We'll throw a headset on you. We'll have some fun there uh, at 7 o'clock on Thursday evening. So, so you're doing your podcast Yep, there. yep. Lots of time, lots of different ways to get involved, but it's at Wellman's in mm-hmm. West Des Moines. Uh, as you mentioned, there'll be some things out there. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, I would say do that while you're there. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> uh, and there, there'll be some opportunities with wink, wink, nudge, nudge to do that. If you've already downloaded the Circa app, you know right now it's just their soft launch that they've had here the last few right. weeks. They're going to be ramping it up, though, and you're going to see the full slate of everything with Circa Sports coming. They are the ones, though, that put out the lines first, mm-hmm. which is huge. You, you have an opinion. You wanted to get Iowa or Northwestern right away on Sunday, that was the place to do it and get those numbers. We talked about the Packers-Chiefs line, how crazy that one was. You want to get on it first? Circus Sports is the place to do that. But not only that, the thing that separates them from a lot of different places is the ability. You look at a golf tournament. That's a big thing that the owner, Derek Stevens, is about. He's a big golf better. Is The odds aren't great odds for us, the better. That's not the case at Circa. They get the truest odds out there for that for parlays, for teasers, the truest odds that you're going to find, and the best odds for gamblers, and that's why this is where the pros go, right. is with Circa Sports. Well, and this weekend is the Breeders' Cup, and if there's one of the big outcries is is, is fixed odds on horses. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you bet a horse at 10 minutes to post, that's you don't get the odds. Right. It's 3 to 1. You might get even money when the betting's all said and done. Mm-hmm. But Circa is actually going to offer fixed odds on horses, on wow. one horse race, on the Breeders' Cup Classic, the biggest, the big one. The uh, the finale, uh, and they're going to do that this week. So maybe they're starting to dip their toe into that boy. I hope so. All right, it's twenty after ten. We'll do our NFL. We're going to go a Bing Bang Boom, rapid fire fashion, uh, with three of our teams. We'll start with the Bears, then we'll get to the uh, Packers, and we'll finish up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Snyder live from Houston, uh, in advance of Game Number Six of the World Series. That's coming up here at eleven oh five. But right now, it's time for another thousand dollar handoff. Uh, text the keyword BAG to 200, 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000 BAG to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. NFL conversation next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. On Des Moines, do your best work. The game is... 
now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Time to take a look at three of the regional teams. Bears first. Jeff Hughes momentarily. Dave Syndicate on the Packers to follow. And then Dick Athen on the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Jeff Hughes, TheBearsBlog.com. Bears, Steelers, Monday Night Football. Uh, we all six days from now, so let's recap and see where we're at. Jeff, uh, Trent, Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, will the Bears do anything today as far as the trade deadline? Or I'm sure they're getting calls on maybe Allen Robinson. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you hearing, if anything, pursuant to potential interest? Uh, in in making a swap, it sounds pretty dead uh, right now, guys. But uh, there are teams calling about Khalil Mack. Uh-huh. The Bears, the Bears were interested in dealing Allen Robinson, but it's just so hard to get these deals done around the deadline. There's not, there's never very much action right. at the NFL trade deadline, and it's the financial repercussions of it all. It's so complicated to be able to make a deal with a contending team, but it's already up against the cap most likely. So uh, I would expect very little, if anything, to happen. But, uh, you know, I'm holding out hope because I'd like this team to acknowledge where they are in the in the championship process mm-hmm. and start to stockpile draft picks for the future. But it just does not seem to be their mentality. Saw the future in a big-time way, maybe for the oh, first time in my. Justin Fields. Uh, a couple incredible plays. Maybe his best game in a bare uniform. The defense couldn't hold up as San Francisco came back there, and they did it all without Matt Nagy. Should they just say, you know what, we're good? You, you just you can move on. It wouldn't be the time to be right now. Well, let's see what Bill Lazor can do the rest of the year. Well, listen, I think we're certainly headed in that direction either way, and you know, it, it's not anyone's fault but Matt Nagy's. He he has mangled this quarterback process since they drafted Justin Fields. And I I was on with you guys all summer long and just begging one question. Why wasn't this player given an opportunity this summer to win the starting job? Mm -hmm. By not giving him that opportunity, you effectively ended any chance he would have to build a rapport with the starting team. So now Allen Robinson's out there telling reporters, listen, I haven't been, he hasn't been thrown to me all year. So we don't know each other. We don't know each other's tendencies. And he's coming along with Darnell Mooney. It's starting to happen a little bit more with Cole Komet. But this stuff's all taking time for a rookie who was a second teamer until three weeks into the season. So, or two weeks into the season. So, you know, Matt Nagy had a, had a window here. He was given a second life by this ownership. He was given a second life again by drafting Justin Fields. And he botched it. And I think ultimately committing to Andy Dalton and trying to get whatever they could get out of 2021 is going to cost him his job. Uh, what does the emergence, if anything, do for um, with, with Khalil Herbert when it comes to David Montgomery? Uh, I think Montgomery is eligible to come off the injury report, I think, this week, if not this week, next week. I'm not saying anything's going to happen today, but what have they got in Khalil Herbert? And when they get to that point where Montgomery's going to need to a new contract, uh, what's the likelihood he remains a bear? He's not going to get that new contract in Chicago. And if anything, the Khalil Herbert emergence proves what a lot of personnel people in this league believe is that if you block them up front, anybody can run the ball. And there are very few guys. There's, there's very few Derrick Henrys. There are very few Christian McCaffreys. There are very few elite players at that position 
who can't be easily replaced. And David Montgomery's a good running back. He's a great runner. But Khalil Herbert, the drop-off has been minimal, mm-hmm. if any. Yeah. And so I, I, would, I said it yesterday, it's a very unpopular opinion. I would have floated David Montgomery to the Ravens when their guys went down early. I would be floating David Montgomery to the Tennessee Titans now. If I could get a mid-round pick for David Montgomery, I would take it. I'd try to get more, but I would take it. I think the Bears have to be thinking about in two years, in 2023, when it's logical that a Justin Fields team could be competitive for a title, who's going to be part of that? And anyone right now who you're saying, well, he's not going to be part of that, we should be looking to deal, it begs the follow-up question, which is, is this general manager even going to have say in that come the end of this season? So the Bears are in a sort of organizational purgatory. They gave these guys the opportunity for another season. They let these guys take a new quarterback. And now they're trapped between two worlds. And I think it's just going to end with a house cleaning come the end of the season. So we saw Larry Borum out there. I thought played pretty well out at left tackle. Maybe a tackle of the future, Tevin Jenkins, who they teched in the second round we haven't seen yet. As Ryan Pace drafted a guy with back problem. Yeah, good one. That's Ryan Pace for you. But if Jenkins can come back, Borum on one side, does maybe hopefully for once... The Bears actually feel settled at the tackle position when you're talking about going to 2023. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think they think Larry Borum's a player. And I think Tevin Jenkins, they, they know Tevin Jenkins is a player. And the Tevin Jenkins surgery was one of those moves that I thought showed some forethought. And they said, okay, this is not that important for 2021. Let's get him right for 2022. And I think Borum will get better and better. He's a, he's a first-round talent that slid later. This offensive line can improve over the course of this season. And I think the next coach who comes in here could be looking at a team where he says, man, they've already got the system in place to run the ball. If I just modernize this passing attack, maybe try one of these jet motions the league seems so happy about. I mean, if you watch that Chiefs team last night, they never stop moving pre-snap. Somebody's going somewhere. You don't see a Bears player move in three weeks. So... (laughs) modernize this passing attack for a modern uh, athletic quarterback, and this offense can turn it around very fast, and a lot of that will come because the offensive line has young talent that, if they improve as expected, could be way better sooner than later. Jeff Hughes, DeBearsBlog.com. Jeff, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. No problem, guys. Good to talk to you. From the Bears to the Packers, he's theheadcheese.com. Dave Sinekin, we go back to Thursday night, a thriller in the desert uh, goes the Packers' way. Uh, improbable, uh, perhaps. Certainly had a lot of guys out. Some guys stepped up. Uh, Dave Sinekin joins us. Dave, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Well, that Thursday night game, boy, primetime games have been really good for the most part this year. That one is right up very high on that list. You said that they could win the game. I thought, yeah. I mean, of course they could, but I certainly didn't think that they would, and they did. Big, big win. Yeah, it might be the most satisfying regular season win of the Matt LaFleur era in light of just everything that was going on with the roster, uh, COVID, the short week, uh, you know, going down to play an unbeaten team. It just felt really satisfying to go in thinking, all right, got to run the football uh, to beat this team. And, and they ran the football effectively all night long. And just the physical nature of the way Green Bay runs the football with that two-headed running attack is, you know, from a fan's perspective, I just love running backs that fight for every yard, yeah. and Jones and Dylan do that, and and I think are among the league leaders in yards after contact, and it just 
a fun brand of football to compliment, you know, your Hall of Fame quarterback. When I mean, you can run the football like that, um, control the clock, they, they control time of possession by 15 minutes, you know you're going to be in any game. And um, obviously it got kind of wacky there at the end with the <laughs> touchdown that got called back and then the, the last play. But, you know, I felt like from start to finish, Green Bay was the better team that night. It's a team that continues to do it. You go back a couple years ago, what was it 13-3? and three? Well, they can't do it. They do it last year. And now here they are. Well, you're not going to do it with all this pomp and circumstance around Aaron Rodgers, and they're doing it again. How much do you put at the hands of LaFleur? That this guy, young guy, good-looking dude, is he really a coach or is he just a sideline piece? How good of a football coach in your mind is LaFleur and how much credit needs to go to him as opposed to seemingly all of it going to Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think a lot of you probably saw the statistic put up after the game that he has the best record now as a head coach uh, through 40 games in the Super Bowl era, 33 mm. and 7. Wow. And you could say all time, except I think some guy who coached the Canton Bulldogs in the 30s had them <laughs> by one game, I think. I go back to the day he introduced himself to the Packer fans with his press conference. He looked like a deer in headlights. Like, are you kidding me? I just got this job. He just looked like a guy that had no idea how he landed where he did. You know, and in that hiring cycle, he got one interview, and that was in Green Bay. Uh-huh. No one else was looking at Matt LaFleur. Uh, Tennessee's offense was nothing to write home about. Uh, he had only been coordinating and calling plays for one year. So it was really a, a name kind of out of left field, and I was very, I'm not going to say pessimistic, but uh, my arms were crossed. It was sort of a show me, what, what did you see in this guy? Because first impression was not real impressive, um, but everything since has been. And it began the first year with getting buy-in from Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I'm old enough to remember 2017 and 2018 <laughs> when Rodgers' numbers were not so good and people thought the end was near. And uh, in comes Matt LaFleur and his offense. And we saw what happened the first year. Well, 13-3, and three, but a lot of really close games and got really lucky health-wise. Well, then last year in the um, kind of Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to prove it to you after you drafted Love year, um, he took the offense to heights we hadn't seen before, and he played at a level we hadn't seen in 10 years. And you have to put that at the feet of Matt LaFleur, not just having the system that matched Rodgers' talents and the roster's talents, but being able to, to get on the side of Aaron Rodgers. That, the talk when they hired LaFleur was, who's going to be able to coach Aaron Rodgers? And the fact that this young guy came in without much of a resume and uh, the, the, the beautiful music the two of them made, pretty much right off the bat, showed me that LaFleur had what it takes to call plays, to put an offense together, and to manage personalities and know how to massage Aaron Rodgers to get the best out of him. Yeah, I think all the credit goes to Matt LaFleur, but when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're never going to get that kind of universal praise. Those of us that watch this team week in, week out, follow closely, I think we know what a diamond we have in LaFleur. Yeah, I really do. No doubt about it. Uh, Jordan Phillips, uh, that was a dirty play, speaking of Rodgers, at the end when he uh, was a late hit, his full body weight landed on him. When does the – I think the NFL fines come out at the end of of a week – uh, he's got to be he's got to be getting something in the mail right, or the email, whatever it is. Uh, I mean, that's findable offense, is it not? That was a dirty hit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know how they legislate those things and and all that. Uh, it all worked out in the end. But if Rogers gets hurt on that play, you know, no fine is going to be big enough, right? Uh, to really justify it. So, yeah, they're trying to get that stuff out of the league. We know that. On the other side, we see 
uh, roughing the passer calls that make us scratch our heads every week. Like they're playing football here, right? So it's kind of a fine line. But when it's after a play and there's some sort of sense of malice to it, like I think there was there. Yeah, I think uh, his wallet might be a bit lighter at the end of the week. And last thing, you've got uh, Kansas City. The Packers have Kansas City at Arrowhead. We saw the game last night against the Giants. I wasn't impressed by this Chiefs team. They they're just don't look invincible like they did for years. Uh, what will be the key for the Packers to winning this football game at Arrowhead Stadium this Sunday? Yeah, their offense just really looks completely, up, uh, completely out of sync. Well, Green Bay absolutely has the rest advantage, 10 days versus 6. The Chiefs added Melvin Ingram yeah. uh, in the trade for the Steelers today. We'll see if Green Bay does anything like with the tight end here at the trade deadline. But with the players they have, uh, you know, I looked at this when the schedule came out and put an L next to it. This is that extra game they added week 17, mm-hmm. uh, the 17th game. Uh, I'm not putting an L next to it anymore after seeing them barely get past the Giants. I think Green Bay should be able to put up 30 points on this defense fairly easily. I'm not sure Mahomes is equipped to keep up right now. Uh, we'll see who's back for the Packers. They should have at least two of their three receivers. We'll hear about Devontae Adams. He still has to have two uh, positive, uh, you know, negative tests. But they also should have David Bakhtiari back. Huge. So I don't see Kansas City stopping uh, Green Bay's offense on Sunday afternoon. And I'm not sure their offense is equipped right now to keep up. They're just off. They're out of mm-hmm. sync. You can't find Kelsey. It's the, the Tyree Kill show. They need to run the football and, and try to run it on Green Bay. Because if they try to just throw it up in the air like they did against the Giants, uh, the Packers' defense will make them pay. So I'm I'm feeling a lot more confident about this game now than I was maybe six weeks ago. Well, you know how Packer Nation travels, and this is a difficult stadium to get into in mass. I mean, right. some will. Right. They're going to be anxious to see how many Packers are at Arrowhead Stadium this week. Dave Sinek and theheadcheese.com. Uh, you'll be on the air Sunday morning. Packer Preview, year number six, KFAN. It's live at 7 o'clock in the morning. Of course, you can catch the podcast very shortly after that. Dave, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Sounds good, guys. Have a good week. Yeah, you do the same. Dave Sinek in theheadcheese.com. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. On those Kansas City Chiefs. Hello, Nick Athen. How are you? Gentlemen, how are you this fine Tuesday morning? Doing well. So, uh, Melvin Ingram in a second. There's something wrong here with this Chiefs team. Can you put your finger on it? I, I just... I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if it's Mahomes. I don't know what it is, but they don't look like as, oh, my God, there's no way that this team can lose. They had an air of invincibility about them. They don't anymore. Sure. Yeah, really, I mean, we could dissect the player issue and we can dissect the lack of execution and the fumbles and the, the penalties. But to me, and I hate to do this, I hate to use this card, but uh, this is coaching right now. This is a disconnect between Eric the enemy, Andy Reid, between Andy Reid and Steve Spagnola, that they continue to try and run and do the same things, even though they don't have the athletes um, on the field and the guys they're relying on are too slow. Um, they're not quick to the ball defensively. Offensively, outside of Hardman, I'm sorry, outside of, of Kelsey and Hill, there's not another wide receiver on this roster who can run a, the route that, that pass for home feet. That's why he focuses on those two. Uh, Hardman can't do it. Robbins can't do it. I'm going to give Gordon a pass. You know, I'm going to give him another three, four weeks in the system before I'm really going to judge him. Um, so I, I, I think this all, this all falls with the coaching staff. And there's clearly a disconnect within the ranks of the staff and 
what kind of offense they want to be, what kind of defense they want to be. And, and at some point, you know, the, the, the bow is going to break and, uh, you know, someone else is going to pay a price for it. And for right now, Andy Reid has got to do things that Andy Reid is uncomfortable doing. And that's making some of these decisions for these offensive defensive coordinators that he has and insisting that certain guys play and make them fit. Nick, I had this question, and I was thinking the same thing last night. Uh, one of our listeners chimed in with this. Travis Kelsey, is there something going on here? Hasn't had a 100-yard game in six. Has only had one touchdown over the last seven games. And you can also right. see some frustrations from him, some little pissiness at times. Now, that's Kelsey. I mean, he's kind of a one of those guys that sure. wears his emotions on the sleeve. But is there something wrong, too, on top of what's going on with Kelsey? Well, you know, he's not running great routes either. He's certainly not helping Mahomes. So Mahomes had him open a couple of times and just didn't didn't throw him the ball. Um, he kind of had tunnel vision to, to Tyree Kill when he'll when he's open. But they're double, you know, they're double and triple teaming him. They're boxing him. Mm-hmm. And what he's not doing is he's not creating the space. He's not doing the four or five slants, you know, over the middle, catch the ball, you know, yards after the catch. You know, he's, his routes are too deep. All the routes are too deep. If I'm a receiver right now, I'm not running more than a, a seven to ten yard route. And I'm taking everything under the, underneath, and I'm going to get seven yards, eight yards at a chunk, and I'm going to dare the defense to pull the safeties up to have one-on-one matchups. That's not happening, and he's not doing it. He's not contributing it. He just doesn't seem like he's moving with his feet um, at, like he used to, and it doesn't help that his quarterback in a clean pocket situation, A, isn't stepping up, and B, is bailing the pocket too soon, which creates the – the, the disconnect with, with Kelsey. So those two guys are out of sync, and it's gotta, it has to be corrected. If they have any chance of making the postseason, though, I think the AFC is wide open. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think there's a dominant team in there. I think every team can be beaten on any given Sunday in the AFC, and I wouldn't even be surprised if 11 wins you know, is the top seed in the AFC this year. So um, I, 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 I think, listen, they know what the problem is. They know what they have to do, but some people have to make some tough decisions. And for Kelsey, you know, he's got he's to use the shorter routes. He cannot let cornerbacks and safeties put two hands on him. just can't happen. He's too strong and he's too talented for that. He needs to fight that arm off and he needs to make his move. And Mahomes needs to react quicker. I, I think those two will eventually figure it out. Uh, ben Neiman, uh, bringing Ingram in, does that do anything as far as Ben Neiman's playing time? If Ingram's got anything left, not sure he does. Uh, wasn't playing yeah. for the Steelers. Uh, but Ben Neiman looks to be a guy that maybe, and, and, and of course Sorensen as well, a couple of, uh, sure. I want to call them the weakest links on that defense. I don't think that's unfair. I think it's totally fair. They, they are the weakest links. And whenever they're out there, uh, I mean, Neiman played 75% of the snaps last night. That's inexcusable. You got Dorian O'Daniel. You drafted him as a fourth-round pick, what, three years ago. He's a killer on special teams. He's fast. He's, he's, he's undersized for a linebacker, but he can't be any worse. Um, you know, Ingram's <laughs> going to play outside. Jones is going to go back in the middle. Um, that's going to help the front of that. But, but you know, O'Daniel's the only guy. Let's say make another trade today. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make one, maybe two more moves today. Um, and, and linebacker is definitely a position they're looking back. I mean, they talked to the Eagles. They talked to the Panthers. Um, they talked to uh, uh, those two teams in particular um, about some of their defensive uh, linebackers. Um, I, I think they, they could have gotten the linebackers from the Rams, who ended up, I think, going to the Broncos. He did, yeah. Yep. 
Um, he would have been a terrific fit. I mean, he would have been perfect. But for right now, they can't put those two guys on the field at the same time in any scenario because you saw it. I mean, it was like it was like somebody had put a spotlight on on Jones last night. Oh, these guys are in. This is where I'm going to throw the ball. It happened every time. Both touchdowns were direct results because those two guys don't have the ability to cover. Now, again, listen, I'm not blaming them specifically because without a pass rush, it's irrelevant. Nobody can cover everybody forever. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's why they got Ingram today. I mean, he was playing really well for the Steelers. You know, and then they had a second guy, second year guy came up and he was doing really, really well. So they, they put him on the bench. Um, I, he wanted to come here before he was injured. They couldn't work it out. He's here now. That's all that matters. But um, you know, I, I, I think that, again, Spag is playing his depth chart. And right now, Imani Watts and Dorian O'Daniel have to play Sunday if they have any chance to beat the Packers defensively for nothing more than their sheer ability to, to bring speed to the defense. If they get beat or they're out of position, I can live with that. But at least it's a 50-50 chance instead of a 90-10 chance. Packers this week at Vegas next week, home to Dallas the following week. Doesn't get any easier. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. Nick, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. Yep, good to talk to you. Nick Athen on the Kansas City Chiefs. So Bears, Packers, and the Chiefs all in one segment as we take a look at three of the regionals. Back to finish up the hour, Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. That's off. It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. Third and goal. Mahomes wanted to take off. Now he jumps and throws, batted up into the air, and it's intercepted. Picked off, Julian Love. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. Kind of a microcosm of the Chiefs right there. First interception of the day in the end zone. Mahomes pumping, faking. Right through that. Turning it over. Did you see Peyton Manning's reaction? I was watching the Manning cast at that particular Uh time. And uh, he kind of did like a surrender cobra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't believe it. Uh, I had the Manny cast on a lot. Did you? I See, think I'm I was, over it. I was more so on the Levy on the play-by-play crew because the guests didn't move my yeah, needle. I had to go back. It just it wasn't good. Yeah, John Stewart, uh, Michael Strahan was good. I watched a lot of him. That was the one that I saw the most of. And you know what? Uh, Josh, yeah, I, I wouldn't watch Michael. I don't mind Michael Irvin. It just he just never shuts up. He's not my favorite. Right. And, um, yeah, and Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah. I watched a little bit of that, but yeah, I think I'm over it. I think I'm better without when just, oh, that's not true because the Manning, the Brady Manning stuff was, was, right. was first rate. But do you have to have one every single quarter? The answer is no. Two. Yes. Have one an hour. Have one in the second quarter, yeah. one in the third. Yeah. First quarter, fourth quarter, let's have Peyton Listen, and listen to us, a guest-heavy show telling them how to run their guest <laughs> list. <laughs> True. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, well. Um, yeah, it, was, it wasn't. And they're off next week. They're, mm-hmm. they're, the Bears-Steelers, the Mannings won't be on. You know, Eli Manning's really coming out of his shell. I, yeah. th- I think that what we're... we're, we're Giving him crap th- for eating the chicken. He was great. That yes. was good. Um, what we're starting to see develop here is, I don't think he'll ever be the spokesman, the pitch man mm-hmm. that, old, that his older brother is, but um, you could maybe see him get more of those. I almost... Uh, Found a cut from the Bulls game last night. I was flipping back and forth a little bit between Were you? that. And the Bulls came back and won, right? They did, yeah. They outscored the Celtics 39-11 in the fourth quarter. Wow. But DeSumo was a big part of that. Was well, it good for him? You know, the disconnect between what we watch 
night in and night out during college basketball it's, it's season. It's such a leap. Oh, you know, you're just not going to be... I, you watch Dasumu. You're like, yeah. all right, that dude's a pro, right? Yeah, yeah no, maybe right, not. Right. And then he's out there making plays. I'm like, see, see? Might not know everything about the NBA game, but there's something there that those guys absolutely can stick, and it looks like certainly... He's and he stick. was a mid, was he in the 40s? Second rounder for yeah, sure. I'm right. not sure where he went. Anyways, uh, good stuff. Just real quick on the World Series, we're going to have Matt Snyder coming up in just a second. Here is the um, the last out of the first five games, central time zone. Mm-hmm. 11-15, 10-20, 10-33, 10-54, and 11-15. That's in the central time zone. Can you imagine being a kid uh, in the eastern time zone? I mean, how much are you going to see of those games? Well, what was it like when I was a kid? It had to be better. Here's what Bob Ryan tweeted this from uh, Game 7, 1960. Mm -hmm. The final score between the uh, Pirates and the Yankees, 10-9. Shoot Game game was a two-hour and 36 minutes. Got to get a pitch clock. It's as simple as that. 2-36, 19 runs, Game 7. Can bitch and moan about it. It has to happen. Something has to be done. It happened uh, for a new league in the minor leagues this year. Cut the time of uh, game down to two hours and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. If you can get to that, mm-hmm. that's palpable. Right. Get it in there. It has to eventually happen. You can't continue down this path, yet baseball continues down the path. <laughs> the time is now, though, because we have a labor agreement coming up, right? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Make that, it happen. Um, but will, they, will the owners want to make it happen? That's my question. Well, they want to make it happen. By the way, Sunday night, you would have thought that uh, the World Series Game 5 was going to get... I mean, Dallas and the Vikings, <laughs> yes, they won the night. Uh, the the NFL did a 50, uh, did 15.6 million viewers. World Series, 13.6. Wow. That's not bad. 29 million people watching sports on Sunday night in the country. Matt Snyder, live from Houston X, uh, 106.3, sorry, KXNO.